Hey everybody, so I've uh, been reading a great book lately. Uh, it's called Maps and Meaning by Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. It's about the architecture of belief. You're probably familiar with Dr. Peterson. Uh, he's a psychologist. He wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life. Um, and Maps and Meaning was actually his first book he wrote back in the 90s. Uh, he jokes that this book nearly uh, killed him to write it. And I'll be honest, it'll probably nearly kill you to read it. Um, and the reason why is that it's 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 very deep it's it's got a lot of detail to it and it really goes through to try and dissect very complicated problems and and uh, and uh, categories and, you know one of the questions he asks in this book is why do people in different places and different times end up formulating the same kind of myths and stories with very similar symbols and meanings and so he tries to understand how this happens, why it happens, and how people develop their values. And there's a story in there that I wanted to um, share that I thought you would be quite interested in. And to be honest with you, it's probably the most profound piece of, of, of information that I found in, in quite a long time. And so I'm excited to share it with you. So let's, uh, you know, let's start with the Egyptians. So the Egyptians um, developed different ideas thousands and thousands of years ago that really influenced the way that they look at life. And what they realized is you could have a perfect utopia. That's kind of a stupid way to say it. It's a <laughs> but it essentially a utopia, right? Uh, with everything's perfect. And no matter how perfect things are, things seem to lean and tend towards uh, malevolence and ignorance and things get corrupt right and that seems to happen quite often and every structure really ends up leaning towards malevolence right because you you know over time things get outdated and you have to update them you have to find ways to change them right but because of the malevolence and ignorance and corruption human beings all have inherently we tend to speed this process up right and so in Egypt, they, they came up with a story about this and about why the world works this way. And it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and so the story is that you have a god named Osiris. And Osiris uh, was the god of tradition. He was a wise king. Uh, and, but unfortunately, uh, being the god of tradition, he's also willfully blind. And that's what we happen, what we see happen in tradition, right? Tradition is wonderful, but it's willfully blind to, you know, what the current status is. And the thing that uh, Osiris was willfully blind about was his brother. And his brother, who's also his advisor, his name was Seth. And Seth was a, uh, considered the god of darkness. And what Osiris was blind about was the fact that his brother was evil. He was malevolent. You know, and, and, the, and the part of the reason is that why would, you know, why would you ever want to accept something like that? Why would you want to see something like that, right? And so the Egyptians realized that there is this importance um, on being able to see. And this is something that Osiris just chose not to see. Now with Set. The interesting thing about Set is that, you know, his name, you know, spelled S-E-T-H, uh, over time evolved to mean Satan, right? And so 
in a moment of weakness, uh, Seth kills Osiris. Now, I'm, I'm sure you're you're thinking to yourself right now that you've heard the story, and in fact, you probably you actually have, and that's because the story that this e Egyptian uh, mythology is based on is actually done in the Lion King, right? You have Mufasa, he had the evil brother Scar. You know, Mufasa refused to see how evil uh, his brother is, and in a moment of weakness, Scar kills Mufasa. So in this situation, Seth um, kills Osiris and then cuts him up into pieces and distributes him uh, throughout Egypt. And so the Egyptians saw this as a way of saying that, you know, things fall apart, right? Uh, but when things fall apart, there's there's opportunity for potential. You, you've probably heard Warren Buffett say that um, when there's you know blood in the streets, you know when there's mayhem in the market, that's the time to start buying. And so for the Egyptians, when um, things fall apart, there's potential. So then you have uh, Isis. Isis is the goddess of chaos, right? So Isis emerges and and searches for uh, these pieces of Osiris, and she finds his phallus and impregnates herself and again you know this is uh, the indication that when chaos emerges right when things fall apart that there's potential okay um, and when she when she impregnates herself she gives birth to a new god and that new god is Horus uh, and and Horus and this is again this is a symbol that you know, even though it was created thousands of years, we, we're still familiar with it. It's that Egyptian eye that you've seen. And the Egyptians figured out that what's really important in life, especially in times of chaos, uh, but in life in general, it's important to be able to pay attention. It's a Horus who was a, a god of the sky, but really the, a god of vision, right? And that's what the eye came to signify. And if you see in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics, you know, Horus is the uh, the 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 uh, the god that has a man's body but has the head of a falcon. Why is that? Well, human beings have the best sight and vision of all the animals except birds of prey, a prey, which are you know falcons are one of them. So falcons have these amazing ability to see, and the Egyptians felt that when things fall apart. You know, the right thing to do, the right thing to worship was this ability, the ability to pay attention. And, and what's important to note is that this is not the same thing as the ability to think. You know, it's very, very difficult, uh, different. And actually, you know, the ability to pay attention comes before the ability to think. And Dr. Peterson actually has a really funny uh, way of explaining this and that, you know, say that you're married and you notice that you're fighting more with your wife and things are falling apart and you say, oh, you know, um, I've noticed that something's wrong. There's problems, you know, and, and the ability to pay attention forces you to think. And when I say pay attention, a lot of those things, you know, has to do with sight. So what does it mean to see? It doesn't mean you see things that you want to see because anybody can do that. The ability to see means that you see the things you don't want to see. So if you keep having this fight with your spouse, one thought is you just say to yourself, well, she's just an ignorant bitch. And that's a very easy thing to do, right? 
we see what we want to see. My, you know, we're I'm getting in a fight with my spouse because she's an ignorant bitch. But what's difficult, what requires vision, the ability to pay attention, is to notice that maybe the problem is with you. But the reason why a lot of people don't come to that conclusion is that you, know, you notice the problems with you, and then you realize that there's some things that you like to do that you probably have to change, and then you figure out a way to rectify it, then you have to go back and explain to her how you're gonna rectify it, and nobody wants to do that. So it's just a lot easier for her to just be a stupid bitch. But here's the problem with that. And here's the thing that people don't want to consider, that maybe, maybe that's all you deserve because at this point, you have a problem, right? Your problem is you're married to a stupid bitch and, and, and maybe that's all you deserve in this life is to be married with a stupid bitch. And even more so, maybe you had a hand in creating that stupid bitch, right? So anyway, the, the idea is the ability to pay attention and see what you don't want to see is important. So Horus is the god of, 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 of vision, of attention. And so what does he see? He has this amazing, amazing vision. He sees things he does not want to see. What does he see? That his uncle, uh, um, his uncle Seth, the, that he sees that he's, he's malevolent, that he's ignorant, he's evil, right? And so Horus decides to go back to the kingdom and, uh, and fights, fight Seth. So again, you know, Osiris, the god of tradition, was overthrown by malevolence, which usually happens in this world when you have traditions that last for too long, that don't change, they ossify, and they get overthrown by, by malevolence because people are corrupt, they're ignorant, you know, and they get, they get outdated, right? But then you have potential, that's where you have Horus, and you, you, you find ways to uh, rectify and correct these things through vision. So Horus goes and has this battle with Seth, right? And he actually defeats Seth, but he doesn't kill him. The only thing you can do when it comes to malevolence, ignorance, corruptions, you cannot get rid of, the, get rid of these things from the world. These things are inherent in human beings. The best you can do is banish it. So of course, Seth is banished, okay? But in this battle, Horus loses an eye. But, you know, upon winning, he gets his eye back. So people think that, you know, okay, what do you do now? You, you just slap the eye back in and you go and rule the kingdom. This is where the Egyptians really surpass themselves in this story. So Horus um, takes the eye and goes to find his father. Now, a quick note about the eye. In developing the ability to see, in developing the, 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 the talent for vision, you're going to pay the price for that. Because what that means is that when you start learning to see the things you don't wanna see, it'll likely damage your vision permanently. This is, you know, a good example of this is that, you know, when you start to really spend more time learning, reading books, educating yourself, learning how to see things you don't want to see, 
you start to see things in a very different way. You see people in a different way. You, you view the world in a different way, but you're better off for it, right? And I'll get to that, you know, towards the end. So, so Horus has his eye. He goes to search for his father. He goes into the underworld and finds his father. And his father is kind of like this uh, lifeless, ghost-like figure, right? And so Horus takes his eye and gives it to his father. And this reanimates his father and, and, and revivifies him. And so then Horus and Osiris emerge from the underworld, arm in arm, father and son, to rule the kingdom in union. And that, you know, the next pharaoh, that's what he was the symbol of, the embodiment of Horus and Osiris, meaning the union of tradition and vision. And it's, it's a really unbelievable story when you think about that, you know, that it's important to, to keep the spirits of the values and traditions that we've developed, but to realize that they ossify over time. And we have to have the vision to see things that we don't want to see so that we can rectify them, we can uh, correct them, and develop them. And so that's the story that I want to leave you with. And one thing that I want to impart on you, because again, this is a very important story, and, and I think it's a, it's, it's, this is an opportunity to, for me to impart something powerful onto you. But every morning from now on, think about horse every time you look in the mirror, and you'll see your eye. And in you, 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 you possess something that's godlike, that is a symbol of a god, you know, the god of vision, Horus. So when you look at yourself in the mirror every morning, in the eye, ask yourself, are you paying attention? Do you possess vision? Are you seeing the things that you want to see, or are you forcing yourself to look where you don't want to look? All that you need and that you desire lies in the places that you least want to look because it's painful, right? But that's the way you we're able to find opportunity and potential. That's the way that we're able to develop ourselves. And that's the way we're able to sort of beautify the things around us in this world. Because yes, when you find ways to have this type of vision, your vision will be damaged. It will be changed. But the beautiful thing about that is that it's an opportunity for you to notice the unrealized talents that lie within you, the, the power and the potential that has not been developed so that you can take that and serve the world around you, whether it's in your family or community, right? And only until you learn how to see with true vision, to see the things that you don't wanna to see, to see the potential that you have, that you can do these things. That's why, Yes, um, self-respect is an important thing. And it's important in the sense that you have to look at yourself and say, you know, I like who I am, but I know that there's more in me and I can be better. So with that, I'm going to leave you to it. And I'll see you next time.